This episode of Tales of the Voidfair is brought to you by all the awesome patrons over at the Project Derailed Patreon. If you are a fan of this show and all the other podcasts we create here at Project Derailed, you could join this legion of elite champions yourself over at patreon.com slash projectderailed. A single $5 subscription tier gets you access to patron-exclusive channels on our Discord, extended Q&A episodes, and a whole extra podcast called Derailed Off the Rails. Thank you everyone for your support. We wouldn't be able to do it without you. Previously on Tales of the Void Vera. Oh, hello there. What? That's just a little turtle joke. The name's Squeedy. How you doing? I'm Marco Astorio. You see a figure floating about two feet off the ground. Four tentacles hanging from its face. An elithid. Marco, Kazath was fighting the Frost Giants. They have a Spelljammer held. They don't need the dragons to carry them. We're headed their way. Meet us there with the rest of your party. We gotta get the fuck out of here. Hey, I can handle that as long as everybody's ready. And as the first figure emerges through the fog, you guys vanish. an extra person and that was somehow more orderly than normal (laughs) yeah (laughs) it turns out that cliff was the glue that held us all together yeah that has never been said about me in my life (laughs) (laughs) tanner and cliff i mean we've established that tanner is the one who tears us apart so they're like the pasta and antipasta yeah exactly uh, yeah yeah. they they equal each other yeah I mean, that's better than, I guess, matter and antimatter because they would be annihilating each other just by being here at the same time. Yeah, they're just both delicious. Yeah, exactly. No one has ever called me delicious in my entire life. (laughs) I cannot (laughs) say the same thing. Lots of firsts today. Yeah. (laughs) Not for Tanner, though, I guess. That sounds like a story, though. (laughs) Maybe for another time. Tanner's just like, been there, done that. I'm a snack. Uh, (laughs) I have been compared to a whole ass meal, if you will. Oh, (laughs) the culinary treat that is Tanner Bivens. (laughs) Not to brag or anything. I do like, since this is a podcast and not everyone knows what we look like, that a lot of people are imagining something right now as they listen to this. Yeah, most people don't know what we actually look like, so we're just disembodied voices. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I have it on good authority that Tanner's just a floating book. <laughs> I would believe it. You definitely Can confirm. They have they have head cannons though as to what we mm. look like. And oh, that's true. We are sure to disappoint. I mean, no matter what your <laughs> oh, no. head cannon is for us, <laughs> we look different than that. Tweet at us what you think we all look like. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Provide are... visual references. You're crazy. Steal my identity while buddy. you're at it. Yeah. <laughs> Hollywood fan cast us. <laughs> we are IRL based on just, what you think we look like. Just please don't dox see me. This. <laughs> dox us. Give out our addresses. <laughs>
Not to give spoilers, but you know, Luckbeak might be based on real life a little bit more. Um, yeah, I, I'm short and stout, and I quack a lot, and I do carry a gun with me, concealed carry in Ohio, very. <laughs> <laughs> and also, you know, the beak and the feathers, you know, that's the true. whole package. And yeah. your home address is the Columbus Zoo. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. right. <laughs> I'm in Zoom busy every night. This is the second <laughs> podcast that we've doxed Cliff on. I want to know. No, this is the third. <laughs> Wait, doxed him? This, yeah. That podcast hasn't even come out yet. It's not going to come out for like another four months at least. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. We haven't done that yet. Well, spoiler so- alert. <laughs> <laughs> well anyway <laughs> before we accidentally dox cliff again uh, <laughs> accidentally uh, is a strong word <laughs> doxception <laughs> i've been asked repeatedly to stop but you won't stop me cliff has to keep moving to like keep it interesting <laughs> there you go there you go but anyway the party has been sundered but it's time to get the gang back together we're gonna get the band back together it's about okay. time. Whose idea was it to split us up anyways? God. I know, right? <laughs> uh, well, without further ado, then, let's jump back into things. All right. Flapwing and Ravnus, you are with your companions, Merrick, Ezerath, and Roxana. And uh, who else was with you guys? Scriv. Scriv was with you guys. See, I thought I could do it without having to reference my notes. <laughs> and uh, I, I was so close. So close. You guys, after defeating the dragons started making your way in the direction of the giant's camp, or I guess former giant's camp, because to your knowledge, no more giants live there. Instead, Kazath and his men are working on hijacking the giant's longship. Flapwing, you just got done sending a message via the astral connection that the three of you share, updating Marco on the situation, and you don't get a response. Okay. Now you do feel the connection like like you transfer hit points. You can feel that connection between the three of them. And you feel the connection with Marco. You just don't get a reply. So I just, I know he's not dead. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, hey, hey, Ravnus. Um, Marco's not responding. What do we do? And, and Ravnus, you know that because you can hear that message as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. I don't have to tell you that. So. <laughs> um, she's going to say, well, we know that he's not dead, at least. He might be too preoccupied to respond. I, I guess. Too preoccupied, though. I mean, what, what could he possibly have to be preoccupied with? He's reading a really good book. Oh, God. Yeah, never mind. That totally makes sense. <laughs> okay. I'm going to reach out again, and I'm going to be like, Marco, put whatever you're doing down and respond to us, please, so we know that you're okay. Marco, Squiddy, Brohane, and the the library drone of Cyrus, which is tucked in, I think we said Brohane's back? Was it somebody? Yeah. yeah. Um, also have Renzar, by the way. Oh, yeah, Rinzar's there as well. See, I thought I could do it without looking at my notes, and I always forget one. So we get from a million NPCs. I think I forgot Ezerath, too, when I was talking about the other other group. I, I think you did say Ezerath. Did I say Ezerath? I don't even I'm, fucking know. Let's I'm review like the tape. I'm like 70% sure you did, but... I promise not to take five NPCs with us next time. <laughs> yeah. Go by Mass Effect rules, two. Only two. Right. <laughs> 
See, I tried to do some semblance of that at the beginning of this chapter, and then you've just picked up more people along the way, which I guess <laughs> is only my fault. But now I can blame Cliff <laughs> to some degree as well. Listen, I'm still your fault. I'm your responsibility. You brought this pet to the house. You have to take me out. Yeah. You also All say right. that to your mom every morning. I am still your fault. I, I like to remind her, you know, just casually. Yeah, why not? You've done that yourself. <laughs> anyway, Marco, Squiddy, Rinzar, Brohane, and the librarian drone of Cyrus, you land abruptly in a snowbank. Having teleported using Squiddy's helm of teleportation. Okay, yeah. Um, do I hear the voice of Flapwing? Yeah. As soon as you like land and kind of like orient yourself, you uh, you're brushing off the snow out of your hair, and you hear Flapwing's voice come through. Marco, put whatever you're doing down and respond to us, please, so we know that you're okay. I'm I'm alive. Um, we have a problem. Okay. Okay, words. We have squid. We have mind flayers. We have illithids. They are here. They are coming after us. We teleported with my new friend Squiddy um, with the helm of teleportation. And I... Does anybody know where we are? Wait, Squiddy? Like the guy from that, like, when I dueled that guy? During the the ball? Oh, that, that squid? Yeah, okay, hold on. Yes, that's Squiddy. That's right. It's all coming back to me. You talked. You talked about him um, whenever I was back on back on the the uh, void fair. Yes, that's Squiddy. Uh, sorry. It's a long story. Yeah, that, that, that's definitely not the most important part, I suppose. The, the, the mind fl- mind flayers, illithids. Are you guys far enough away from them? Are you still in danger? Um, I look around. Do I look like we're about to get just jumped by a bunch of illithids? Nope. You don't see any. But as you look up, you landed in a snowbank that's like directly next to the Grand Quadrivium. Basically as on target as you could conceivably possibly get. <laughs> Which, Marco, with an understanding of the teleportation spell, um, you knowing Squiddy has never been here before is impressive as fuck. <laughs> um, hey, all right. I'm, I'm on my back. I'm on my back. I need flipped over. I'm on my back. <laughs> yeah, just get another total joke. Uh, glad that worked. <laughs> I say, we're outside of the Grand Quadrivium right now in a snowbank. Um... There's no illithids near us, but there was some where we were a moment ago. Okay. Well, where, should we come to you? Do you want to meet at the camp? We need to come to them. Yeah, they're already right next to where you guys are going. Okay. Um, and you'll you'll be there in like another like 15, 20 minute walk. Okay. Okay. Never mind. We're gonna come to you. All right. Um, we'll wait here, and uh, yeah, we'll wait here. That's good. Okay, okay. Let me know if, if something happens uh, and, and you guys need help. I don't know what we'll do, but it would be good to know. We'll keep you up to date. If, uh, if things are too dangerous here, then I can, you know, you could at least find a different way out and we can maybe try to meet you there. Okay, sounds good. All right. Can someone let me out of this bag? Oh. You hear Cyrus's <laughs> voice muffled. Bro, Brohane, could you um assist oh, our... Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Uh, he flips open his bag and the uh, librarian drone flies out and kind of like shakes itself. And then the illusion of Cyrus appears around it again. Oh, and um, um, Renzar, could you also push Squiddy back onto his uh, onto his stomach? Hey, hey I, I, I got it. It was just uh, just a little joke, a little jape, you know, like the uh, slow talk when I first met up. Oh, OK. Um, uh, very, <laughs> do we need to like 
<laughs> we need to like hide or anything like that. You are currently concealed by a large snowbank from where you are. The Grand Quadrivium is these four massive towers that rise well above the top of the canyon, although it looks like the top of these towers has been damaged just from being berated with snowstorms. And then there is a large raised like plaza terrace that connects the four towers lofted off the ground. And the giant camp where they landed their giant longship was actually under the shelter of this grand quadrivium so they are like down in this like small valley that kind of exists between the bases of these four towers in the shade of this massive uh plaza terrace above and as you look up you do see that the clouds in the storm do seem to be thinning but the sky is glowing faintly darker you think that sundown may only be an hour or so away uh, remind me from last time. I did I did talk to Val just kind of vaguely telling the plan, but uh, did I tell her to come get us? You did, but you did tell her to pick you up at the base of the dam by where you were before you teleported. Yeah, so I'm going to try to call her back now. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, you could use your, your sending stone to do that. Yeah, I'll pull up the sending stone because the, uh, um, the location changed. Yep. Now, um, before we get into that, uh, hopping over to uh, the others, I take it you guys just start heading in the direction of, of Marco during this time? Yeah. Yep. Hustling. Got it. Are you being particularly stealthy or no? Because, I mean, the threat from above is gone. The dragons fled. The only reason to be stealthy is, like, perhaps on your approach to the camp, but they are sitting below you, so you kind of have a little bit of high ground. Yeah. I mean, Ravnus heard mind flayers, and she's... She's hustling to get there. She's not trying to be particularly stealthy. Okay. But what the rest of the group is doing, I guess, is up to them. No, I'm I'm not. Uh, I'm just hustling, too. Yep. And the others will set their pace to yours. Yeah. You hustled down the slopes from the cleft span. Um, well, you already left the cleft span and uh, are a good distance of the way to the Grand Quadrivium. So um, heading that way, especially at a hustle, not too concerned about being stealthy, you'll get there in like 10, 15 minutes. Now, Marco didn't convey exactly where he's at, only that he's like next to it, but you can coordinate those specifics as you get closer. So, uh, yeah, Marco, you call Val. Okay, yeah, so um, I call it Val and say, Val, um, we need to pick up as soon as you can. We are in a new location, the base of the Grand Quadrivium. Marco, uh, well, that's good news. Um, Johannes says that the storm should be mostly cleared in another... Uh, probably hour and a half, two hours. Um, we can make your way there. I don't know what a grand quadrivium is, but if you can describe it, we can pick you up there. Oh, that's um, um, okay. It's a tall structure. It's you'll notice it when you come in. It's like four giant spires. Is it four or is it five? It's four. Four. Quad okay, good. Quadrivium. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. I thought when I said quadrivium, but I was like, I have to make sure. Yeah. yeah, four spires, um, very noticeable from the sky. You can't miss it. We're going to be at the base of that. All right, sounds good. We'll make our approach minute we can. Uh, update us if there's any changes or developments. Um, just try to be as quick as possible. Our lives are in danger here. When are they not? Good luck. Uh, be safe. Well, that's rude. <laughs> <laughs> Please, Val. I think while Marco was on this call, Scooty is just kind of like set himself up like watching kind of around them because he did just get kind of chased by squids oh you actually don't don't remember the squids squiddy you remember uh, running from something 
Um, and actually, um, we're going to say you remember them being Nyagi. Weird spider creatures with eel-like necks. Oh, uh, I remember running from the Nyagi. And yeah, I'm just kind of like panicky, but like trying to just... I've got my shield up. I've got my laser pistol up. And I'm just kind of watching for things moving. Yeah. Go ahead and make a perception check for me. Sure thing. That's a big ol' seven. All right. Yeah, it's uh, it's a little little bit hard to get your bearings. Um, you are in the shadow of this the giant towering structure. Uh, you could see, like, the semblance of a camp down below and, like, kind of like the outline of a large ship. A ship the size for giants kind of tucked down there, but you're still, like, a couple hundred yards away and you can't really quite make out some detail since it's kind of tucked in the shadows. And there is still, like, a haze of snowfall that kind of obscures your vision at this range. Makes sense. Yep. Marco, was there anything else you wanted to do while you're waiting for the others to, to catch up? Um, at the moment, I, I can't really think of anything. I'll just stand, watch, and uh, if I see anything that needs attending to, I'll do it. All right. Only about 15 minutes pass. You guys can easily coordinate over your astral bond to figure out exactly where Marco's located. Uh, he is located um, around the uh, east side of the Grand Quadrivium. Which means, like, kind of once you get there, you just have to kind of go around it a little bit clockwise. And then you you eventually find him, Brohane, and Rinzar there with a turtle that you recognize from only a couple weeks ago. Hey! Hey, how, you, how y'all doing? What the heck? What what are you doing here? Yeah, so uh, I got hired by the, uh, the Seekers to come find a Nothic. They told me that there might be uh, some on this... Weird, cold planet. Oh, okay. Well, uh, great. It's good to see you again. Um, okay. So, what? Where? Do you have, do you have any idea, Marco? Did you find what you were looking for? More or less, yes. Uh, we found information. Um, a lot of it. I can uh, plan on sharing it with you later, whenever we had some more, uh, well, privacy. Right. And also, whenever we're not in a mortal peril. Okay. Where are the squids? They were where we were back um, at the base of the dam. So they're a little, they're on the other side of town right now. I don't know if they, there are more, if they're close by. I can safely say knowing that they can trace my intelligence, they're certainly on their way, but it's going to take them some time. Right. Almost the same, you know, same amount of time that it would took us to get from here over there. Ravnus draws her sword. Yeah, there, there was like three Nyagi when uh when I went down to try and see what the noise was going, and they were like skittering up the stairs and stuff. Shot a lightning bolt at them, but uh, it was it was freaky. Okay. They and you do remember like something messing with your brain, which is like kind of par for the course for Nyagi. Is Ravenous's sword glowing? It is not. Okay. Not yet. <laughs> okay, so just cut it out, bud. <laughs> just calm down over there. <laughs> <laughs> so she's going to say, um, well, we won't be able to tell Kazath about it. Otherwise, he might have joined us otherwise, but I don't think that he'll understand based on what he's saying. So what actually happened during all of that? That was a, a lot of information in a very short amount of time. 
Uh, I mean, Luckbeak kind of gets a shit-eating smile on his face. Uh, and he says, uh, I mean, nothing. I mean, no big deal. We fought some dragons. It's like not a big deal, though. I, okay, I killed some dragons. <laughs> yeah, I, I killed some dragons. It's not a big deal. I mean, technically, it was just the one dragon, but then, like, you exploded that, like, crystal in the other one's mouth, and then it and the others flew away. Okay, we beat some dragons. I helped. <laughs> How about the rest of Renzar's party? Um, anybody else? No, we've, we haven't gotten to where we've been trying to go yet. A shame. Um, well, I'm glad to see you're okay, and that, uh, Kazath is dealt with and that the dragons are dealt with, I hope. Well, Kazath hasn't been dealt with. We're trying to keep him from getting off planet. He has a helm and we need to get there. But if there's squids around, that might be more pressing. Yes. Um, I don't know if we even have the time to deal with Kazath at this point, if the illithids are going to be coming for us especially with the information that we have now that could potentially stop their plans. They'll do anything to at least get to me and probably the rest of you as well. You think there's any way to kind of pit the Illithids against the other party? If we were able to communicate what they were, Kazath might want to fight them, but he's not going to understand. There's also another slight hiccup that they can trace brain patterns they would be attracted to somebody like me okay humble brag um, <laughs> we get it you're smart <laughs> i don't i don't think it's much of a brag to say i'm smarter than kazath <laughs> i think that's just a fact yeah okay you're probably right <laughs> but that said though it would mean probably trying to find some way to shield myself that way it could work but okay i mean i think I have no idea what our best bet is, but that certainly seems like a bet. I mean, we have two enemies, and they probably won't like each other anyway, so, you know. The other option is I could be bait, and I could go towards Kazath, and then in the ensuing chaos, I escape. Hmm. So if we just kind of run through Kazath, maybe the wake that we create, the Ulthids, they'll just start fighting them? I think that makes intuitive sense. I mean, I, 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 if I were Kazath, I would stab them. Okay. I guess that makes sense. Rinzar will speak up and says, that could also give us an opportunity to recover Heron and any others from his group that might still be held prisoner with Kazath. Okay. Well, I guess we could comfortably wait here until the, either the Illithids come to get us or Val gets us, hopefully Val first, or we can uh, try to deal at least with Kazath and uh, escape the remaining Illithids that survive his onslaught. We need to destroy them, the Illithids. Well, I, I, I agree with that statement. I was just assuming that there was going to be a lot of them. Then we need to do as much as we can. I mean, I'm not going to argue against that. <laughs> okay. Well, then, I guess let's... Hmm. Hey, we can turn a lot of us invisible. So, if the Elfids can just read brain patterns anyway, let's turn all the clanky folks among us invisible, try and sneak through as quick as we can uh, the other party, and then hopefully lead them there, yeah? Um, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
That, that seems like a great idea. Who'd have thought I would be MVP of this? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do it. Who can? All right. Who? How did we go invisible before? I look around the party desperately. Saker having yeah, forgotten <laughs> what the fuck we did last time we did this across the ice bridge. Marco raises his hand. <laughs> okay, good. That's a good start. Um, let me see here. How many can I do? All right. Um, I can. I can at least get four people invisible. I should stay visible. Aren't you clanky? Sh- do you have a good sneak? Wow. And she pulls up her sword. We have to know when they're close. Oh, good call. Just due to my presence, I don't think, even if I was invisible, I doubt that they would miss me. So it's probably best that I stay visible as well. Ravnus, you do also know that with your new breastplate, um, you're yeah, she's than not, you used to be. Yeah, she's not clanky, but I don't think she's particularly good at stealth, okay. regardless. <laughs> okay. So... Scriv, Brohane, Merrick. Um, they all not in agreement. I look at Squiddy and I, I kind of just like shrug. Hey, I'm I'm good on the uh, invisible thing. I'm actually pretty good at sneaking. Okay, then. Um, Roxana. That would be our four clanky boys. Okay. Then let's so I... cover them up. Roxana, Merrick, Scriv, Brohane. Correct. Oh, man, we already forget about the NPCs, and now we're turning them invisible. <laughs> They're gone. Forget them. They're on this planet <laughs> We're going to leave them on this yeah. planet, yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> I gather the four of them up, and I cast invisibility at fifth level. Okay. Yeah, Roxana, Merrick, Scriv, and Brohane all go invisible. Well, I guess... Um... For the rest of us and those who are invisible, be sure to hold on to your partner, and um, I... Lead the way to our um, charming villain. Um, make sure I didn't forget anybody. So Roxana, Merrick, Scriv, and Brohane are invisible. The others are Ezrath, Rinzar, Squiddy, and you three. Am I forgetting anyone? That Man. sounds right. Um, I can tuck Cyrus into my pocket. <laughs> That's true. So I will also put Cyrus into my pocket for the sake of uh, the sake of ease. Cyrus, return. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you back out soon, I promise. This is just for strategy's sake. This is like getting a cat in a crate. <laughs> just shoving them in. I think that's everybody then um, who's still visible. Yeah. <laughs> While we're there, is there any thought to us just taking the helm and just GTFOing instead of waiting for Val? We meet I mean, Val halfway. <laughs> yeah, or that. Brohane will say, I, I don't see why not. Actually, if if whatever his fucking face is, Kazath, uh, if he has it already installed, um, or even if it's most of the way there, I may be able to get it the rest of the way pretty quickly. Okay. Okay, well, good. then. But if there's mind flayers here, we need to destroy them. So we can't leave too soon before we can... Take them out. Sorry. Remind me why one more time. Just because they're mind flayers? Yes. <sighs> what if there's a lot of them, Ravnus? I, I turned to Squiddy and uh, and Marco. H- how-, how many were there? At the time, there was maybe a squad the same as ours. Maybe about four or five I could see. But I doubt that, judging from what we saw before, that they would just bring five 
to deal with something that could threaten their entire plans. Hmm. Okay, what do you think, Ravnus? Can we do that? Well, what is the information that you found, Marco? I think that that might tell us more. I found information from our good friend Galenus Prolego. He was a gnomish scholar who was starting to catch on to some things that were going on in the Kratorian Empire, various patterns. There was a wall of the red string and pictures everywhere. Um, I collected, and he kind of holds up like the small little like device, some of the information as the squid showed up just as, as we were going through the stuff. I gathered what I could, but it seems as if there could be information here that can explain what the Illithids are doing, how they were able to destroy the Kratorian Empire, and potentially how they're trying to destroy our world as well now as, you know, in addition to... What I'm trying to say is they're going to do to the Kratorian Empire. They're going to do to us what they did to the Kratorian Empire. And I have a feeling that if I can get some of this information, study it, understand it, I can figure out what they're doing and we can stop them. So not just stop the ones here, but stop the entire empire from conquering the galaxy or harvesting it i guess and you're sure about that nothing is a hundred percent certain but i am certain that i that there is a very strong possibility that i could find a way to stop at least figure out what they're doing and then we can plan to stop it but i need to go through this information and i can't do it here on a path in the middle of the freezing cold i need time um, she looks sort of conflicted, but she says, All right, I trust you. So we can survive today to kill much more Illithids in the future. All right. Squeddy, these guys really hate Niagi, which is, like, fair. <laughs> They're gross, and they enslave people, but, like, they really hate them. <laughs> hey, I mean, it just sounds like these Niagi are uh, trying to enslave the galaxy, so I ain't gonna be mad at them for wanting to uh, <laughs> rip them up and throw them aside. It's a theory I've been working on for some time. But, with that said, our invisibility team, could they maybe take Kazath's ship while we work as a distraction? Once they have the ship, we can hop on and take off and leave Kazath on this planet to rot like he was already destined to do. I mean, yeah. Okay. Theoretically, I, if he has the mind flares, well, the squid with him, they'll just eat his brains, and we won't have to worry about him for much longer. Hey, we might on a. It seems like there's a. We got at least one person who was uh, not really on this Kazath side, so you know maybe we make sure that uh, anybody else who was with him gets a chance to get on this boat before we uh, leave the shitheads here. That would give us some more room. We wouldn't have to worry as much about getting every person on the Voidfarer. Because, like, if we do this plan, I'm happy to, like, help out. I know I don't uh, necessarily look it, but I could probably uh, figure out a way to run a Spelljammer. Okay. I said, do you have the magical capabilities? Yeah, I'm, pl I'm plenty magical, and uh, <laughs> I, I imbue most of the stuff I'm wearing with magic, so uh, ain't, I don't see any reason why I couldn't. My shell's oh. full to the brim with magic. <laughs> <laughs> um, fair enough, then. I, I won't be one to stop you. 
This is how Squiddy becomes the villain of the next chapter. <laughs> we give him a spell jamming ship. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> the power is now his. <laughs> he was the mind flayer the whole time. Oh shit. <laughs> Takes off his little turtle, uh, turtle mask, like Mission Impossible style. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so do we have the plan squared away then? I think so. Yeah. Um Hold on, um Luck um Luckbeak and Ravness, let me let me talk to you all just very quickly. Um listen, if I die here, it is very important that you get any information, any notes that I have on me, uh to Albion Silksong at the um back on the Deer Anchorage with the Seekers. You understand? I'm just shaking my head the whole time. No, not writing it down. Just I'll be on Silk no, Song on Nadir Anchorage. You're Marco, you're not going to die. This is this is just a precaution. I have no intention to. There's no need to take a precaution. Everything is going to be fine. I've I've said what I needed to say. Um Yeah, no dying today. No one no one gets left behind. Hurrah. Okay. And don't make plans. If anybody in this group ever writes a will, I'm going to be so upset. <laughs> you don't have a will. You have a... Ravnus, you are the last person in the world I'd expect to have a will. I mean, I just left all I have to you two. Is this real? Um, I guess this is a verbal contract. Hmm. I witnessed it. <laughs> hmm. Okay. I, I like, pull Ravnus aside and I say, if we take him out and no one else knows, Marco says, you're really going to kill me over a few <laughs> rations? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I guess the book would be important, the uh, and the Cinder Shard. I've, I've been jealous ever since you took Cyrus from me. I want him back. <laughs> <laughs> Cyrus is his own man now. He can flirt with you all he wants. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Cyrus, uh, one second. We we need to uh, <laughs> we need to move quickly, and we I don't want you damaged. Uh, I think as you all finish up your conversation, turn back. You see, uh, Squeedy has a seashell open, and there's like an image projecting off of it of just kind of like a different looking turtle and it just kind of closes it up as uh, y'all come back and he's like hey so uh, we we ready to get on the road here I think so yes yeah oh alright so you guys make your approach yeah Alrighty. As you uh, get closer, you kind of descend down into like kind of the the natural basin of the bottom of this canyon with uh, towers and terraces and viaducts and all of the structure of the city looming high above you at this point. The terrain is not the smoothest, but also not like so terrible that like you're, you know, hanging on for dear life with every step. As you get closer, you can make out the faint details of the former giant camp. You see through like the faint haze of the snow that's still falling, dozens of giant sized huts 
made out of hide. You see a smaller craft uh, kind of sitting off to one side. Uh, Ravnus, you and Ezerath witnessed that fly in being pulled by one of the younger dragons, but without a dragon nearby now, it's not going anywhere. And then the massive giant longship. It's it's bow and stern um, symmetrical with the curved beam that uh, juts out high above the, the deck with an ornamental white dragon head carved to each end. You see massive swaths of bluish clear ice kind of cling to the, the wooden structure of the ship. And uh, you see that over the middle, and the ship itself is like easily like 60 feet wide. It's, it's as wide as like half the Voidfarer like is long. And the ship itself is easily 250 feet long. And you also, you see like a stretched canvas over the middle of the ship. And from here, you can't make out much movement, um, but it does look like there are some small humanoid figures up on the deck. Uh, not giant size. They look probably normal human sized. You could just barely make them out up there. But it also looks like there are several large uh, ballista that are set up along the edge of this giant ship. It appears as if Kazath and his men have bunkered down in the ship and fortified it. Okay. Until they can do what they need to do to take off. Nope. So it looks like our plans are kind of one and the same right now, huh? Like, taking the ship is also sort of distracting them. Do you do you think they're all going to be installing the helm? That seems likely, huh? Hey, probably a lot of them are going to be installing that helm, but, uh, I mean, we got them invisible folks, and from sounds of it, they got some hostages that, uh, would probably like to be let out, so we could probably get some of those invisible folk to go, uh, handle that while we cause a distraction and get most of the people uh, up and about while uh, those folks let out the hostages. Okay. And if the plan to bring the Illithids here comes to fruition, then there will be chaos, and I don't think anyone's going to be paying attention. Yeah, perfect. Y'all really don't like those Nyagi, do you? No. (laughs) Asked and answered. (laughs) (laughs) no further questions (laughs) okay all right so what's the plan uh run onto the ship and take it and hopefully the mind (laughs) flayers show up are there are there any um openings on the ship any port holes or you know what i mean like any ways so that we can see what's happening inside and where people are and what exactly is going on uh, no, you could see that there are some people moving around up on the deck, but it doesn't actually look like this ship has many decks. It's not like the Voidfarer, like, you know, it's a Viking longship where it basically has a top deck and then a below deck, um, which is deceptive until you remember just how fucking tall the giants are. Um, like the, the top deck of the ship um, from where it's sitting on the ground uh, is probably like 20, 25 feet up. Giants are between 15 and 20 feet tall. So like, it mm-hmm. it likely just has an above deck and a below deck. Um, uh, and it does not look like that below deck has portholes. Would we know, would I know, where the helm is in a ship like this? Um, Make an arcana check. 
Okay. That would be a 15 plus 3, 18. Yeah, um, you know that helms can kind of be installed anywhere on the ship, but traditionally they're going to be below deck to protect them from, you know, being damaged in a fight. Okay, like near near the front, near the back? Is there a... It could be either, okay. um, but below deck is probably the best bet. Okay. Okay. Well, um, I, I say we kind of just start making our way aboard and then head below deck so that uh, the cloaked folks can um, get the jump on the people who are installing the helm. All right. Um, you do not see any ramps up to the deck from here. Well. <laughs> if I can get close enough, I might be able to cast Farsep on at least one person to get them up there. But that's one person. How tall is it? Can I jump up there? It's about, uh, it's over 20 feet up. Uh, um, it I... may be maybe a little more than that. Might be a little less than that, based on what the terrain is at the point you're trying to jump on. Uh, so I can, uh, I will be jumping well over twenty feet. It would be a vertical jump as well. Yeah, I would be jumping okay. over twenty feet. Damn. Yeah, because my modifiers are just eighteen plus four already. That's not even counting the dice. Damn. Um. Just hulk jump. <laughs> <laughs> is there any... I'm going to look... Can I, like, skulk around the ship? I know it's a long ship. I don't know how long it is. But I'm... You guys are right now... Um, yeah, so it's, it's like, over 200 feet Jesus long. Christ. Okay. Um, yeah, it's huge. It's a ship made for giants. Yeah, right. um, so uh, you guys are, like, over 100 feet away from it. Kind of, like, take, you've taken some cover um, around the structure of the Grand Quadrivium. Um it does look like you may be able to hopscotch your way behind, like, uh, the huts that are still standing to kind of get closer without being seen. But it does look like the people up on the deck of the ship are keeping watch. Um, can I at least just, like, poke my heads around the sides just to see how they got up? Like, is there a ladder they knocked down or a plank of wood or you know what I mean? Yeah, go ahead. Um, go ahead and make a perception check. Okay. I got a 17. Uh, yeah, it looks like there were some just huge fucking planks, um, huge ramps made out of just heavy timber um, that were like 15 feet wide okay. and like, you know, 40, 50, 60 feet long, you know, a ramp from the top deck all the way down to the ground. You see two of them, one on each side, and uh, they have both been toppled to the ground. Well, I mean, at least it seems when Kazath and his group have entered, they the first thing they did was knock those down. Okay. Uh, They're planning on leaving on the ship. <laughs> I, I'm going to at least point them out to everybody just to say, like, we, we can maybe set those back up, but obviously it's going to attract a lot of attention. Um, you would probably venture that that's unlikely because they were, again, giant-sized. They're made out of, like, the wood that makes these things up is like railroad ties. Oh, okay. Wait, so, sorry, I didn't quite... Roxana. The, the, the ramps were large enough for giants to climb right. up. Right. Um, oh, so oh, so I they couldn't would, put them back up. I understand. Yeah, they they're even with all of your your weight combined, like all of your strength combined, the entire fucking thirty thousand of you in this group. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, even with all of your strength combined, it would be probably unlikely to do it, especially do it without being seen. Okay. Well, who's got a plan? I know I can get up there, but I'm not sure how anyone else would do it. 
If How you many guys of can... us are there? Total? Can... There's the four of us. One, two, three. There's the four that are invisible, plus the uh, four of you, plus Ezerath, Rinzar, and Cyrus, which is, well, Cyrus is the floating drone. So whether you want to so count him or not, ten. you probably can't help lift anything. <laughs> I could get up there too, and I could probably get one more if I summon a gargoyle. But um, the if problem can, is, I go ahead. If we can get a couple up there early, if the I, others I, find a way that might take longer, we can at least distract them while the others come up. Hey, I can, uh, I can get about a uh, eight of us plus me up there. So, oh yes, the um, the yeah, the, I got this the helm. Uh, teleportation helm. That's yes. So then Marco and I can jump and You have two charges. Hey, if I'm stealing a ship, I don't need teleportation charges to get off planet. I can rest for a day and go do what I need to do. <laughs> so Ravnus and I will get our own way up and then um Squiddy can get the rest. Okay. Alright. All right, uh, invisible folks, could you like come put like a hand on my shoulder so I know where you're at, so I can get you up there? <laughs> you immediately uh, feel four hands of varying size uh, touch you. With Merrick's okay. size, can he reach the shoulder? Uh, he, one one is basically on your butt. <laughs> okay, uh, somebody's getting a little fresh there. Uh. <laughs> Sorry. All right, so I was I'm aiming for the shell. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of shell, but, uh, so everybody but Ravnus and Marco is who I'm getting, right? Correct. All right, uh, let me know when you're ready, and, uh, I'll fire this thing off. Okay. All right, um, yeah, I will, uh, cast Misty Step and yeet myself up. I will, uh, um, get a little running start and then jump up when we're ready. Okay, now you guys can't do that from here. Like, well, Squiddy can teleport them up, but you guys need to like approach until Marco's within the range of Misty Step. Yeah. And Ravnus needs to be able to jump, so you guys need to approach the ship before you can do those things. Okay, yeah. then we do those things. Yeah, so we'll start walking. Uh, make stealth checks. Uh, that's what I thought. Nicholas. Sorry! <laughs> uh, can I give them advantage on their stealth if I just go now? Since uh, that'll give the invisible people a little bit more time to, like, get below deck and release prisoners while the visible among us can start a distraction. You reason that it may be a good distraction. Yeah, uh, and that way they'll have longer time to get down there because Mark will be down on the ground and can co keep concentrating on invisibility and not risk getting hit to lose it early. Sure. So, yeah, uh, I'm just going to yeet us up there now while Ravnus and Marco get in position. Go ahead and roll on that teleportation chart. I mean, it's a, it's, it is a, you know, something I can see. Is it still, like, needed for the, uh, for the roll? Let's see. The spell instantly transports you and in, must be known to you, and it must be in the same plane of existence as you. Your familiarity with the destination determines whether you arrive successfully. Um... I'd say I'm very familiar with, like, 30 feet up and, like, 50 feet over or however far we are away from it. Uh, so you are you are over 100 feet away from it. Um, I'm going to say seen casually is the is what we're going to do. 
Well, if we're going on scene casually, then a uh, 68 is on target. Good deal. I was so ready for a mishap. <laughs> You've been waiting, but uh, Squiddy just hasn't <laughs> been given the opportunities. <laughs> All right. Um, Ravenous and Marco have made their approach. Um, I do still want you guys to roll stealth checks, but you can go ahead and roll them at advantage. Okay. And while you're doing that... Should I keep the roll I rolled earlier, too? Yeah. Okay, well, it doesn't matter, because I was really good. (laughs) Okay. Um, And hold on to those for a second. Um, Yeah, Squiddy, uh, you and your... So is it eight including yourself, or...? Yep, you and up to eight willing creatures. So nine, up to nine You and eight of your closest friends. Yeah. Your top eight yeah, MySpace you buddies <laughs> and yourself. Hey everyone, Nick Yurisiva here, your Dungeon Master and Recovering Space Clown. Thanks for listening to the 16th episode of Chapter 6 of Tales of the Voidfarer. If you are enjoying Tales of the Voidfarer and all the other content we create here at Project Derailed, we'd be incredibly appreciative if you considered supporting us over on Patreon. Now with a single $5 subscription tier, get access to patron-exclusive Discord channels, extended Q&A episodes, and a whole extra podcast where the Derailed team just chats about whatever. The most recent episode actually features our very own Tanner filling in for Tom, and most of the episode is just him being confused about what the fuck the show even is. And we know not everyone is able to pitch in, but you can always support the show at no cost to you by leaving a review on iTunes or simply spreading the word on social media. And as always, just thank you for listening. Visit patreon.com slash project derailed if you'd like to subscribe. You should give us a follow on our social media at Voidfarer Podcast on Facebook and at Voidfarer Pod on Twitter. We are returning to Con on the Cob, our favorite quirky little nerd in gaming con here in the Cleveland area. No live shows this year, but most of us will be around the entire con playing games and hanging out all weekend. And we'll be hosting a free Saturday night party, our Cape Chronicles themed superhero masquerade, featuring a live performance by 2D6, Saker and Cliff's nerdcore band. Con on the Cob is October 6th through the 9th in Richfield, Ohio. It's a lot of fun, so we highly encourage everybody to come out and game with us. You can go to cononthecob.com for more information. Cape Chronicles has wrapped its first season. But fret not, because season two is premiering on October 5th, with new episodes of our superhero hijinks coming out, as always, on the first and third Wednesday of the month. And stick around to the end of this episode for a brand new trailer. Fables Around the Table, She's final episode lands this week. Be sure to tune in for the epic conclusion of our Morkborg campaign run by Game Master Chelsea Rexinger. Come hang out with us at the Project Derailed Community Discord, where we are always hanging out, sharing memes, and playing games. We've actually started scheduled monthly hangouts where we just get together, play Jackbox or other games, and generally just chill. Head to projectderailed.com discord to join in on the fun. Theme song and other original music by Tom Goldthwaite with additional music by purple-planet.com. And lastly, special thanks to our good buddy Cliff for guesting on this episode once again. 
You can follow him on the internets at the Comic Sads, and be sure to check out Cape Chronicles and his and Saker's Nerdcore band 2D6, which just released their new album, You Just Can't Have One, at 2d6music.bandcamp.com. The next episode of Tales of the Void Fair lands on Tuesday, September 20th, 2022. See you then. So yeah, Squiddy, you and your in your top eight, uh, yeah. Bamf, directly to the middle of this deck, and the the people there shout in surprise as they see three people or four people: Ezerath, yeah. Rinzar, you, and Flapwing. Mm-hmm. And everybody roll for initiative. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Sure. And uh, we'll go in rounds. Hey, uh, hey, Nick. Remember how uh, excited I was for initiative when uh, we rolled it with Marco? Yeah. I got the opposite of that. I got a one instead of a nat 20. Oh, no. Oh. Brother, same. So, hey. Oh. <laughs> I have a uh, plus two initiative, so uh, it's a three with that. So okay. you may beat me. I'm Luckwing. 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 No, Luckwing is my favorite. So while I'm down here at this end of the, the tracker, Flapwing, what do you get? Two. Two. And um, Marco and Ravnus. 14. 19. Saker, we're not last in the first round. We just go first in the second oh, round. I didn't think about that. That's smart. I like it. <laughs> Look at you making lemons out of lemonade. <laughs> All right, and uh, I'll get your stealth scores now as well. Ravnus, what did you get? 19. Okay. And then, Marco, your, your stealth? Nasty non-nat 20. Not nice. bad. We're so sneaky. Okay, so uh, everybody on the deck of the ship, uh, you do see eight of the survivors. Um, they are decked out with various magic items that you can see at a glance, but for the most part, they're like wearing like kind of tattered, hobbled together, like warm clothing. And uh, it does look like they were like in two groups of four, each like ready to jump on one of these giant sized ballistas, which uh, look a little weird. Um, They're not like normal ballistas. They look like they're made out of four like prongs of metal that curl and kind of twist at the end. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the middle part of it is kind of shimmering uh, cold, uh, like with mist kind of falling off of it. Like it's super, super, super cold, even in the cold air. Something something definitely magic about these ballistas. These ballistae. So Ravnus and Marco, you guys, I imagine, just use your movement uh, to get to the, to the ship? Mm-hmm. Correct. Okay, so you're over 100 feet away. If you double move, you'll get most of the way there. You'll get like two thirds of the way there. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then you'd be able to move the rest of the way and and do your thing on the next round. Okay. It's all your allies, which are going to like wait to follow the lead of Squiddy and Flapway. So Squiddy. Um. Yeah. So how far apart spacing wise are these ballistas? Uh, there, one is like they're like flanking the bow of the ship, so they are like forty feet apart from each other. 
Okay. Because uh, the ship is like 60 feet wide at its thickest. Mm-hmm. So as like the bow comes together, these these ballistas are like some distance from the, the actual end of the ship. So they're like 40 feet apart across the deck. Okay. And how far are the, are they from me right now? Because you guys landed in the center of the deck. They're probably 45 feet away from you. Okay. And then uh, one last question about how many uh, people is it taking to man one of these? It's hard to say because they're not actively manning them because they didn't see a threat (laughs) until right now. But but you would know a normal ballista is usually manned by two or three people. Okay. And so where is every... I'm just trying to get the lay of the land from my theater of the mind. Where is everyone kind of situated right now? Are they close together or... Uh, there's a group of four by one ballista and a group of four by the other ballista. All right. I'm going to target the group of four near the ballista that's on the side that Ravnus and Marco should be approaching by. Sure. And I'm going to move up closer, like 10 feet to it. And going to do like I do with my pistol and my uh, screwdriver. I'm going to jam the screwdriver into the side of the pistol, turn it to a notch. And through that, I'm going to cast Shatter. Uh, at second level, which that's where I can cast it at. And so anyone who's in within a 10-foot radius sphere centered on, I think I'm going to center it on the ballista. Okay. And you know, everyone who's kind of within that range of it uh, has to make a DC 18 con save. Okay. And a non-magical object that isn't being worn or carried also takes a damage if it's in the spell's area. So uh, they would be taking, the ballista would be taking double the 3d8 damage of this and uh, they take 3d8 on failed save half damage on a successful save uh two of them succeeded and two of them failed perfectly balanced like all things should be (laughs) okay that is 16 damage full to the ones who failed eight damage to the ones who succeeded and i'm hoping 32 damage to the ballista since it's not being worn or carried it is not being worn or carried, but it is magical. Yeah, well, at least it takes some damage, too. That's what's important here. Effective spell utilization. Yeah. Um, so, so two takes 16. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so um, they all, like, clasp their ears and uh, shout in surprise as the uh, shattering force of your spell tears through them. Um, but they, they're they all still alive. They're just surprised and hurt um, a little bit. Uh, and the ballista uh, looks like, like it rattles, um, but is still in one piece. Okay. And then uh, I think I'm just going to kind of like go into my uh, tuxedo armor pocket and pull out my burb. Uh, I'm say, hey, Coral, you need to get out of here and uh, do something useful. And I think I'm going to actually use my bonus action since I'm within 30 feet right now mm-hmm. uh, and have it use a force strike. So it gets to use its reaction to make a ranged weapon attack on its turn, which I don't think an 11 is going to do it. Uh, attacking what? The ballista or like um, one, one of the guys? one of the injured boys? Uh, no, that does not do it. Yeah, did not think so. Should have just let him take his evasion. 
as his dodge action that he normally does. Uh, but that's all squeedy stuff. Okay. Uh, uh, Flapwing. Um, <clears throat> is Flapwing. Um, I will. I will say this. You recognize um, a couple of the guys that are here. Like of the eight of them, two of them look like they were originally from Heron's group. Oh, were we friendly with those two? Uh, I mean, when when you met with yeah. Heron's group. Okay. Um, and it seems Rinzar's there and seems to recognize them as well. And those two in particular um, seem surprised uh, as, as well, like the others, but um, they they seem more, I guess, conflicted. They're not prison. Not not being held prisoner. Okay. Does there seem to be a centralized leader to this group up here? Uh, make an insight check. Sure. I got a nine. Uh, nah, you, you, it doesn't seem... There's none that really stand out as being in charge any more than the others. Okay, uh, then is there a very clear way down? Uh, yeah, so you see that uh, there's... I mean, you're, you landed kind of in the middle of the deck, um, and there's a big, like, covered section in the... Uh, like, right behind you uh, on the other side. Like, because the, the guys at the ballistas were, like, up towards the front of the ship. And you landed like in the middle. Um, you do see that there are stairs that descend near the other end of the ship, kind of going through the middle under this like canvas awning. Mm. And then there are stairs that descend below near the aft, Golly. or or the or the bow. It's the ship is identical sure. in both directions. It's a Viking long ship. Man, <laughs> our job was to create a distraction. But man, or wait, no, our job was to go to for the fucking helm, wasn't it? Um, I think we said that, like, have the invisible people go down to see if there were any captured people first, and we'd create, at least get started creating a distraction, so that way uh, Marco and Ravnus had a chance to get up undetected. Okay, uh, well then I'm going to uh, hop into, or, actually, you know what, I need to Google the word ballast. Let's see what that looks like, so that I can have an idea. <laughs> what did you say it was, the guns? The the what? What are, Wait, what are you referring what, to? What did you? Oh, the, what did you cast? Shadow? Oh, ballistas. Ballistas. Yes, those are the those are the guns. Are they like guns you sit in or? No. Oh no. They're, they're, oh, they're, they're like catapult. big siege weapons. Okay. They're, they're like giant crossbows, but these seem to be magic of some mm -hmm. sort. Um, they like a frosty mist is kind of sure emanating off. Uh, of them. Okay. Um, I'm going to uh. Can they turn all the way around? I'm going to, to to try to turn one all the way around and shoot it at people on deck. Yeah, it looks like they might be, but there's groups of people around. The there's two not. That okay. Okay. Got it. There's not. There's not open okay. ones. Well, in that case, um, damn, I don't know what to do at this point. Uh, I guess I'll just uh, <clears throat> take a shot in the air. Do I even have any grit left? I do. Uh, I will... Uh, does anyone seem to have uh, any weapons on them that are more than just a sword or a crossbow? Um, they're all carrying weapons of one sort or another. Um, various melee weapons, like you see you see a couple maces, yeah. a couple swords. Looking... A couple are holding shields as well. Um, a, couple, a couple have crossbows. Um, 
And the one thing you did learn was that this group found lots of magic yeah. items while scavenging through the so city. So I'm looking for the boss monster that is carrying the big magic sword. The none none stand out. Okay, to you. then I'll just do bull. They're all, they all seem to be about the same rank. I'll just do bullying shot. Uh, if our job is just to uh to kind of create a distraction while they go downstairs, uh, I'm going to uh, take my gun and raise it into the air and fire a shot. Uh, to gain advantage to intimidate all these people into firing or into uh, obviously attacking us. Um, so let me roll intimidation. Add advantage. That would be a 21. Okay. So the way this normally works is you target a single creature with it. Mm, okay. But I'll let you do it against all of them, but the overall effect will be because you're not like specifically targeting yeah. a single creature um so they need to make a it's just so you make a, a charisma intimidation yes, check and i got a 21 21 okay um yeah so they do they do in fact kind of flinch and kind of you see a few of them kind of look around at each other um a little bit confused and I'll tell you what, uh, you kind of see the two the two that you recognize that were originally from Heron's group. Uh, you see them kind of like lower their weapons just a fraction and look nervously at the others. Uh, I'm going to say, um, if you want to survive, put your weapons down now. They, they hear that and you see some are kind of like considering it, but overall, uh, no one does yet. Yep, gotcha. If they take any more action, uh, it'll happen on their turn. Uh, so, Ravnus, uh, it's your turn. You yeah. Can, you, you do a run and a jump. She does a run and a jump. Alrighty. She does a run and a jump. <laughs> um, she runs up and jumps 32 feet. Okay. Yeah, you easily sail over the giant-sized gang rail of the bow of the ship kind of landing in the middle all of these people <laughs> <laughs> who whose all of their attention is away from you and you know what if you'd like to have one i'll let you have an attack for free Aww. if you'd like to aim to like land into the uh, a crowd of these baddies yeah 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 she'll do that um does a 25 Oh yeah, twenty-five okay. hits. Dice. So that is um, seventeen, and another two for nineteen damage um. on whoever's closest. Okay, you do hit one of the people that failed the save on from Squiddy Shatter, so that that person in particular looks super hurt, <laughs> but is still standing. Uh, but but you hear you hear shouts of surprise coming from this group cluster of guys because they are now doubly surprised as you come out of nowhere and immediately lay into one of them. As I fall from the sky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now it is Marco's turn. Okay. Um. Before I make my move, can I make a perception check to see if I see any illithids on the horizon? Yeah. Make a perception check. All right. 
Okay. Um, that is a 13. Uh, you do not see any elithids on the horizon. All right. Just checking. Um, if that's the case, then I am just going to go ahead and misty step my way up. Um, since I can't directly see the top of the deck, I will just teleport in the space above it that I can see and just fall the rest of the way. Yeah. Yeah, that puts you that puts you about five feet above the deck, so you do kind of land hard on your ankles. So misty, misty step a bonus action. Uh, yes, I do believe so. Then you still have your action. Okay. Um, I can't cast two spells in one turn. Um, you can't cast a cantrip. I can't cast a cantrip. So I was debating, do I want a cantrip or do I just want to hit someone with a staff? I think I'll, I'll go with the one that's more likely to actually hurt somebody. So one second here. Okay, yeah, I'm going to pull out my trusty acid splash. Um, I'll look at the first person that I see within range, and they are going to need to make a dexterity saving throw. Sure. Um, in that instant, you do recognize that that person is one of the people that you saw with Rinzar's group previously. I think that would give me pause. You can switch targets if you like. I would switch to one that is clearly... Um, a Kazath guy. Yeah. So yeah, I will uh, pause for a second after seeing it, switch focus, and then send a nice little splash of acid right at the nearest Kazath tar- uh, Kazath guy. So he needs to make a dexterity saving throw. Sure thing. Uh, that is a, an 11. That is a fail. So that would be four points of acid damage. Okay. So it is now all of your ally NPCs. Following the plan that you guys gave Flapwing, you kind of feel some invisible figures move away mm. from you towards the aft of the ship, behind you guys, away from the where this fight is happening, presumably to go below to scout ahead to see what's going okay. on. So then Ezerath is going to leap forward and attack one of the guys. Um, she's going to go to the other side that hasn't really been hit yet. Um, because it does look like they're they're starting to man the ballista. Now, as a note, the two that you noticed that were from uh, Heron and Rinzar's group initially are both on the right side, the side that Squiddy targeted and the side that Ravnus and Marco leaped up from. Okay, so I just made the impulse decision of let's give the let's make sure. Uh, Marco and Ravnus have that advantage. It's like, oops, I didn't know, so you didn't I know. think twice. Yeah, you didn't know. And and actually that that info hasn't been conveyed yet either. So so you still don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems as if at least some number of Kazath's group was either forced to or given the opportunity to rejoin Kazath mm. upon Heron getting captured and that group getting found. So merciful. He probably needed all the guys he could get to take on the giants. <laughs> all right. Ezerath is going over and punching one of the guys, and she's going to hit him twice. And uh, Rinzar is actually going to go to the side that the people he recognizes are from and going to attack one of the other ones. Uh, Miss on the first attack. Maybe hit on the second attack. That's... No, just misses. So he misses twice. Okay. Um, Now it's their turn. So the one that Ezerath hit is going to hit her back or try to at least that is going to hit 12 to her and the other three are immediately going to hop on that ballista 
and you see it rotate all the way around. Good for them. <laughs> uh, and one, in fact, aimed it. You see the other turn a mechanism and the hazy frost that's falling off of this thing suddenly solidifies into an icicle. And then the last one fires it at rolling the dice. <laughs> Flapwag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, they don't want to shoot it at the one who just hurt a bunch of them. No, they that was, you hurt the, the other. Dragon you hurt Slayer. the other group. It's all right. <laughs> I resist cold. You're fine. Uh, that's a 25 to hit. Uh, yeah. Uh, so you are going to take. I don't know if I have enough D12s. Ooh. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you have a backup character. Jesus. I, might, I might be playing Luckwing or whatever he said earlier. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's 24 piercing damage and four cold Christ, damage. Right, that gets reduced to two? Yeah, the cold damage gets reduced yeah. to two. So 26 total. Okay. Uh, yeah, I see the uh, the icicles like dropping off of it, and I go, it's fine. This ice bolt will bear, and then like... I have a fucking like cross gigantic crossbow bolt through my side and I'm just like looking around like my whole body shuddering and I'm like I I I they they, they shot me Merrick Me- Merrick is Merrick back. That's his version of mommy yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's cold, but it was still a pointy projectile. <laughs> oh, yeah, that infected way more damage. Yeah. Uh, I have uh, <laughs> 2 HP. Oh, no. Oh. Um, yeah. All right, so the, the, the other group of four, you see that the one is going to attack Ravnus. That's going to be a 24 to hit. Yep. You take six slashing damage, but then it's going to swing again um, and miss. Uh, and then the other one is going to attack Marco. Oh. Uh, 16 to hit. That will hit. Six slashing damage. And then uh, that was even better. So six more slashing damage. Okay. The two that belong, that were part of Rinzar's group turn and attack their companions. Yay! Yay. It's good to have friends. Um, And the one hits. Hits both times. And then the other one hits on the first attack and misses on the second. Alrighty then. Now it is Squiddy's turn. Um, So the, you've got the one on the other side that's engaged with Ezerath, and then the three on the ballista, right? Yes. All right. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn my screwdriver in my gun to another lever, aim it at them, and shoot. And that spell is going to be Hypnotic Pattern. Oh, um, damn. So 30-foot cube. So I'm going to get everybody pretty much in that. Uh, I need a Wisdom 18 saving throw. And let me know if uh, Ezrath fails, because okay. I can probably f- fix that. Okay. Uh, well, one of the bandits got a natural one. <laughs> uh, the the second one, you said this is wisdom? Yeah, wisdom save 18. Okay, second one fails. I, I rolled good, but not that good. <laughs> uh, third one gets another natural one. Oh. Fourth one 
It's a 19. Is that the one that's fighting Azerath? No, it's one of the ones on the Ballista. And Azerath, uh, her her wisdom is good, but not that good. Uh, she got a 13, so she failed as well. So yeah, you see you see the one in front of Azerath, Azerath herself, and two of the three that are on the Ballista just kind of go glossy-eyed as these patterns kind of form, these uh, prismatic ribbons of light kind of dance around their heads, and they their eyes just go cloudy as they're just enraptured by the patterns around them. Yeah, all but the awake one have a uh, are incapacitated and have a speed of zero. Uh, the spell ends for an affected creature if it takes any damage or someone else uses an action to shake the creature out of its stupor. Yep. I think I'm going to grab onto Coral, start heading over towards that way, because Coral's got 30 feet of flight, and I'm going to just say... Hey, go wake, go wake up that uh, that one right there that's laying down on the ground, the one that's with us, and kind of toss him as I move closer so that uh, he can be within 30 feet to uh, use my bonus action to instruct it to go shake Ezrath awake. Does Coral have its own initiative? Uh, Coral goes on my initiative, but it takes his action directly after mine. My turn. Got it. Okay. So yeah, Coral will fly over there and uh, peck Ezerath on the forehead. She goes, ow, what the... And shakes her head and kind of confusedly looks around her and sees the, the others in front of her that are incapacitated. Hey, go after the awake one. Those ones will be good for a minute. Copy that. All right. Flapwing, you have two hit points in a frozen spike <laughs> through your torso. <laughs> uh, let's see. So what I think I'm going to do um, is, um, <laughs> I mean, I, I, sh- shit, I'm going to second wind to regain. No, I did that, didn't I? I did that last. Yeah, I, think you did. I need to have a box for that so I can check it off. Uh, okay. Well, I guess I'm going to try and remember what I was told by my mentor in the uh in the 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 hustling biz uh and i think he always told me that if you get shot with a crossbow you should try to not pull it out but break it off and then pull the two sides separately that way you aren't pulling anything big through you just the uh the the wood so uh mm. i'm going to uh in a fit of near death um just try to break this enormous cross cuz it is enormous right it, it is, but it's made entirely of ice. Oh, okay. It's like okay. an icicle. Uh, then I'm going to start breathing on this uh, this crossbow bolt <laughs> as much as I can uh, to try and get it to melt as quickly as possible uh, as I back up to the back of the ship and kind of uh, fall into a heap. Sure. Uh, make a constitution <laughs> check. <laughs> okay. It's a check, not a save. Uh, 13. Yeah, you start breathing <laughs> on the ice, and you see it beginning to okay. melt. Okay, <laughs> I try to chip away at it with my gambler's blade, too. Oh, come on. Sure, that 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 helps more. It's going <laughs> to freeze my liver. I need that. <laughs> I need that to eat fruit. <laughs> my shift weave is rapidly moving between, like, the fur coat and oh, the ringleader yes. and the safari oh. thing. <laughs> that's yeah. amazing. I love that. Okay, that's my turn. All right. Uh, Ravness. Um, so giving HP, is that a bonus or an action? That is an action. 
Okay, she's going to give Luckbeak 13 oh, my goodness, HP. Thank you. And she's going to go and um, sort of back up Azeroth with the awake one. Um, but obviously not be able to attack this turn. All right. Or no, I don't think I used action, action surge. I'm trying to remember if I... I don't have the box ticked that I, I used know action Flapwing surge. used action surge. I don't think but Ravenous I don't think you did. did. Yeah. Okay, so then... Well, okay, so then I will check that now. Okay. And use action surge to attack. Okay. Um... So that is a 19. Okay. That hits. And then that's pretty good. Um, 16 plus 5 is 21 damage. Yeah, so you're attacking the one... That didn't get hit by hypnotic Got whatever. Got it. Um, so it got 21 on the first hit. Mother okay. Fuck. And uh, that is better than before. That is a um, 21 to hit. That hits. 8 and 7 is 15 plus 1 is 16 for the second amount of damage. So 21 okay. and 16 is... Um, 37. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, he, he grunts against your blows. Uh, he's still standing, uh, bleeding now, but standing. It is Marco's turn now. Okay, is any of the ballistas still currently up after Squiddy's move? Uh, so none of them are currently manned, because um, the the ones in the group that you're in front of weren't didn't have time to man it, um, and the other group, two of the three that were manning that one, are now uh, they are hypnotically distracted. Okay, um, are these like uh, are they all made of ice, or is this like only the weaponry is like only like the arrows are made of ice? Only the arrows are made of ice. The, the ballista themselves um, are made out of uh, a construction of, of wood and metal. All right. Um, if that's the case, I'm going to cast fireball on one of the uh, on one of the ballistas and try to take it out of commission. Okay. Um, you can reasonably do you do you aim at the one closer to you or the one that's on the other side? Um, the one on the other side is the one that has the the dazed people. Uh, and but Ezerath and Ravnus are both over there. Um, now, but you're closer to the other one, um, Eba and Rinzar is with you. Okay, um, could I feasibly hit the one closer to me without hitting myself and Rinzar? Yes, but you also have the two allies that have turned against their companions that it would be kind of hard to avoid hitting them as well. Hmm. Okay, um... So there are only two enemies over here by you. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. two of the four turned to help. On the other side, there are still four enemies, but three of them are dazed. Okay, um, instead, I'm going to go over to Luckbeak. Um, first off, I'm going to go ahead and pump him for 10 HP. With wow. Spoiled little boy I am. <laughs> <laughs> so I will drop to 40 for the time being, and you get 10. Thank you. <laughs> Flapwing, oh my... Um, Hold on. Um, and then I, I turn on the powers and transfer 10 HP. Oh, Marco, this is it, buddy. If I die here, I need you to give this research to Lu Luna. L I forgot the name. I didn't write it down. <laughs> I think I'm hallucinating. Flapwing, what's your own rule? Okay, okay. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. You're I, fine. Uh, okay. 
You're going to be okay. Can I do a medicine check to see how he's doing? Yeah. Okay. I have like uh, 25 out of 70 now. Okay, I have an 18. He has 25 out of 70 vitality points. (laughs) I kind of go like, Graham's like, Flapwink, you're going to be okay. You're okay. Are you you sure? It's my. It's primarily a flesh wound. It looks like it. It you managed to avoid your, you know, major organs. You'll be okay. Okay. I feel like I don't know if I've ever gone down before. Ravnus goes down a lot, and I'm afraid it affected her brain at some point. I just don't <laughs> want to go down. <laughs> All right, hold on. I um, I think that is the, why she's the way she is. <laughs> give me a second. I'll produce flame and try to get some of this off of you, and then we'll keep going uh, in to stop the bleeding. Okay. The, the the healing the healing did in fact uh, like melt the the icicle and the the two halves of it kind of fell away. Okay. <laughs> I think I think there's water inside me now, Marco. That's got to be bad for my bloodstream. <laughs> that you're you're just very hydrated. Oh, okay. Okay, I feel good. You're already eighty percent water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll. Uh, I think that will be my turn. All right. Sounds good. Uh, Ezerath is going to punch the one that's awake and misses the first attack. Hits the second attack. Uh, Rinzar is going to attack one of the other ones. He hits that. And second attack also hits. Yeah, and that guy goes down. Hooray! So, the guy that's being hit by Ezerath and Ravnus is he's like putting his hands up to like defend his face and he's gonna say fucking help me and like punch one of his friends in the back of the head to wake them out of their days (laughs) using his action to uh, wake up the other one I believe that means that guy gets his to go go, because he's awake now yeah uh, he would get to be go if he's uh, you know in the initiative order after. I assume you have just one pile for them. Yeah, I have one pile for them. They're, they're called the baddies. Uh, <laughs> they have jackets with that embroidered on them. Oh, the baddies. <laughs> He's going to like suddenly take in his surroundings and kind of curse to himself and see that the buddy that is also like manning the, the ballista is also dazed and is going to shake him awake with his action. I was just hoping this was going to be three stooges knuckleheading each other around awake. I mean, that's basically been it. And then that guy is going to, like, shout in surprise and flail uh, in a panic at Ravnus. Uh, that's going to be a 19. Nope. With the windmill okay. attack. Second attack. Natural 20. Ooh. Mm. That's scary. <laughs> <laughs> Spicy. 14 slashing damage. Yeah, I am down because I had exactly 14 HP left. Wow. Oh, no. <laughs> Should have given luck beak 12. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm not supposed to be the uh, the blood bank. I'm supposed to be the one you all pump. <laughs> the one that's in front of Ezerath is continuing to be stunned. He didn't, he didn't get woken up. Then the one survivor on the other side is... Well, shit. His one friend is dead, and his other two friends have turned on him. He's going to throw down his sword. Hey. Good for you, buddy. He is surrounded (laughs) by Rinzar, who he knows is like an accomplished fighter, 
and uh, two of his allies that were his only backup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's it's just that guy who surrendered. The smart one. The the others that are on the ballista on the other side have not. They're going to regret being so close to each other when they get to my turn. It's at that point you guys hear from below decks a weird shrieking roar. It doesn't sound like a dragon, and it doesn't sound like anything that you've heard before. It's it has a like a thrill to it, like it has many vocal cords. Something otherworldly. Makes sense. We're in space. (laughs) (laughs) Technically, we're all otherworldly. It's loud enough that it like shakes the deck. Squeddy, it's your turn. I'm starting to run over to the uh, unsurrendered ballista side, just saying, hey, I don't like that. I don't like that one bit. Uh, Would it be an action or a bonus action to try and shove this, pick up the stun person and shove them off of the boat? (laughs) That would be your action. (sighs) Dang it. Um... I'm going to go and head over that way with the intent to do that next turn, but I'm going to say, uh, while I'm on my way over there, Hey, you dumb bird! Go land on Ravnus over there. And once it lands, it's going to use its reaction to cast the touch spell that I'm doing, uh, Cure Wounds, at second level. Ooh. Feel better! God. <laughs> so it's not much, but you'll be up. That's going to be you heal for eight. One tenth of my HP. <laughs> and so I'm just going to use the rest of my uh, turn to kind of run over and get ready to throw stunned person off of the deck. Uh, in the meantime, now that it is uh, Coral's technical quote unquote turn in this. Uh, it is just going to take its standard dodge action for the round. Okay. And does that conclude your turn? Yep, that concludes Squiddy turn. Alrighty, Flapwing. Um, who is still up and fighting? How many folks are still up and fighting on the top deck here? There are three that are on the ballista over by where Ravnus is on the ground and Azeroth is. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take a shot at the ballista. Not at them, but at the ballista. Okay. Cool. Oh. Uh, it's a 19. That hits. Great. Um, so that would be nine damage. Alrighty. Um, it does not look like it does quite as much damage as it should, but you do leave a ding. Mm, it is magic. I forgot. Um, uh, okay. That's, that's it for me. Alrighty. Ravenous. A parrot just pecked you on the forehead and woke you up uh yeah she's going to wave off the parrot and uh, try to get up yeah and uh is there any by me that i can attack yep there are three of them that are like in the process of trying to uh get the ballista up and going again all right i'm gonna go to the closest one and hit it okay that's not very good uh 15 that just hits oh boy so that is uh, 15 and an additional three for 18. Okay. And a natural one for the second one. Alrighty. Um, the one seems to be hurt and the others don't. Do you want to target the one that's already hurt or one of the other ones? Uh, let's see one of the ones that's already hurt. 
Okay. That is actually enough to kill him with your first hit. All right. Yeah. He was the one that that survived, uh, that did not get stunned. And it's like he he woke up his friend and then immediately gets slain. (laughs) (laughs) Get fucked. All righty. Is that your turn? Yep. That's my turn. Uh, so, let's see. Do you believe it's my turn? You would think. Ooh. Mm. Spicy. Um. Marco doesn't get turns anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you would think, but fuck you. <laughs> I was, uh, I was put in fireball jail. <laughs> Flapwing, does a 16 hit you? It sure does. Okay. Uh, you get stabbed from behind. Oh, no. Uh, and you see it's happening again (laughs) you see a glowing purple blade and you hear a voice and a foul smelling breath against your face I had a feeling you'd come back and you see Bromira pull her psionically created soul blade out of you and that deals 13 force damage okay no second type no just the force damage uh sure uh, yeah, as soon as I, like, look down and see that purple blade through me, like, I, I kind of, like, whisper, whimper, like, happiness before I, like, turn back and see that it's uh, somebody else with a psionic blade. <laughs> yep. You see Bralmira, the Duragar. Okay. The one that used to be in Rinzar's group, but is now seems to be happily fighting for Kazat. No! Come on! They don't have any more to give me! <laughs> That's her turn. Okay. Uh, now it's Marco's turn. Hmm. Again, this leaves me in a in a rough spot because I gotta keep up concentration, but I can't also hurt my poor buddy Luckbeak. So, hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. Um. Nope. That would be awful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this one will kill everybody. Oh, this one will kill everyone. <laughs> this one will kill everyone. <laughs> Pretty much. Um. <laughs> Marco, you need to prepare some targeted spells, my dude. Not everything can be an AOE. There, I know those parts are your favorite part of the book, but you know the other parts of the spellbook are important as well. Listen, this is just <laughs> what it's like being a wizard you, of 10th level. <laughs> the problem is, is that I need concentration for everything. Um, hold on a second here. Um, okay, one second. I need to think about this. Uh, okay, hold on. So, is that concentration? All right, it does not. Um, no, it does. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think I'm just gonna go with a um with a cantrip then, because I think that's the only thing I can do to uh um that's not going to hurt poor Flapwing. Thank uh-huh. you. Is our giving HP is that a action or bonus action? action. I forgot. That's action. an action. Hmm. All right. Instead of attacking, I'm going to pump Flapwing for another ten. Oh wow. Okay. So, looking rougher, but I'm like, I think that you might have a better chance of killing her than me at this moment, so. Me? Oh, boy. Oh, do you do you want me to blow up all three of us? No. No, no, no. Totally okay. <laughs> I can well, do what, it. Well, what is, is Flapwing at? Because I'm at eight. <laughs> I was at 12, so. Okay. Damn. Why am I the one at the top at 40? Because we fought a dragon. <laughs> I came in with 33. Dragons, plural. Yeah. All right. Um, let's let's backtrack that, and I'm going to pump Ravnus instead yeah. for 10. 
Okay. And and I'm just gonna scream, Ravnus, help! As I look at Bralmira, because what else am I gonna do right now? Okay. Rinzar is going to leap over and attempt to punch Bralmira. He's just going to sneer. I knew I couldn't trust you as far as I can throw you. And will punch her in the face. There's a burst of psionic energy, and he deals 22 points of damage and misses on the second attack. And then uh, Ezerath is going to punch the one that's standing over Ravnus. Or Ravnus got up, right? Yeah, Ravnus got up and killed someone. Yeah, she killed that one. Uh, Ezerath is going to ignore the one that's stunned in front of her and punch one of the ones that is awake. Miss on the first hit. Uh, hit on the second one. So it is now their turn. They're going to abandon using the ballista altogether and just attack you guys, Ezerath and Ravnus. First one's going to hit Ezerath for six. And second one, that's a 19, Ravnus. I think that still misses, right? Yeah, it misses. Okay. All right, Squiddy. All right. Um, I kind of see what's going on with the one that stabbed Flapwing, and I think uh, he'll still be there to throw over. So I am going to take my laser pistol, just turn it back onto laser pistol setting, and shoot the ones on this ballista, or just recently got off, to try and free up Ezerath and Ravnus to go over and deal with the psionic one. So first shot, uh, 17 to hit. That no, hits. 19 to hit. So that hits more. <laughs> Goodness. Uh, that's 11 damage to the one closest to me. Okay. Uh, he's still up. Okay, and I'm going to shoot him again. Uh, that is more. That is a 23 to hit. That that super hits. And that's 12 damage to that one. Okay. Ravnus and Ezerath watch as this turtle just kind of lifts this this device that looks kind of similarly shaped to, like, Luckbeak's gun. But then there's, like, single, like, you don't even see the beam travel. It's just suddenly there's a infinitely long beam of green light that just punches a hole through this guy. And he staggers. And then another one just punches a hole through that guy before it vanishes. Hmm. And then he drops to the ground. Pew pew. <laughs> pew pew indeed. Hey, you're better at uh, fighting close, so go uh, go help your friend over there. Alrighty. Flapwing. Um, I turn around uh, to see the Dragar, and I think, like, realizing that my pistol is, like, no good at close range, I drop it um, and pull out my gambler's blade and just try to uh, take a swipe at this person. Sure, go for it. Ooh, that's going to be a 14. 14. That. Uh, you said 14? Mm-hmm. That does not hit. Yeah, I wouldn't expect it to. I'm very bad with this. I'm just panic swiping. Yeah. Yeah, you turn and just swipe wildly, and she kind of laughs at you. You're not going to be able to stop him. We're going to get off this planet together. Just, just look around. All of your people are, are, are dead or have given up. Just cut it out, okay? You could see the that there is no sanity behind her eyes. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, if I try to run from her, does that attack uh, provoke an attack of opportunity? Yes, it would. Okay, then I'm fine. 
uh, you can. Um, can disengage. You can well? use your bonus action to disengage. Yeah, I forgot about that. Cunning action. Yes, indeed. Thank you. Uh, then I will uh, like disengage as a bonus action by just like ducking under whatever she swings at me and yeah, working panickedly off to the other side of the ship. Uh huh. As you do that and you stagger away, she like takes a swipe and she curses to herself in in deep speech, uh, or no, undercommon is what it would be. You hear a roar uh, coming from somewhere off the ship. Uh, do I see what's causing it? Uh, you don't. Oh, no. Not immediately. Oh, no, oh, no. But then you see a giant figure clamber its way over the gang rail behind Bralmira, its looming shadow rising easily eight, ten feet taller than this this Duragar, this dark dwarf. And then you see a snowy owlbear attack her from behind. <gasps> oh, wow, that's not what I expected. <laughs> oh, it's Agnes. Hi, Agnes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that rules. And hits. And then with its other attack, critical hits. Nick <laughs> is giving us the pet owl there. Yes. <laughs> so excited. Let's see. We have a hamster we forget about all the time. Now we'll have three owlbears, too. <laughs> First attack was 10. And then second attack is the critical, which deals 21. So yeah, she's immediately not looking good. That's incredible. <laughs> and I will add Agnes to the initiative. Ravness. <laughs> uh, go attack Ramira with Agnes. All right. Okay, she runs up and uh, swings her sword. Um, that's pretty good. Um, 26. That hits. Ooh, that's really, really good. Um, 17 and another 7 is 24 damage for the first one. Damn. And the second one is even better with a 27 to hit. Alrighty. And uh, that is not as good, but still pretty good. Um, that is a... 14 and 3 is 17 total. Damn. <laughs> How do you want to do this? <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting she would get to, like, attack again, but okay. No. Incredible. Listen, you fuck with Luckbeak, you fuck with all of his friends. <laughs> 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 um, oh, shit. Uh, yeah, so um, I guess Bramira is sort of distracted by the owlbear coming out of fucking nowhere and attacking yeah. her. And then um, Ravnus comes in and uh, swings her sword once, getting her attention, and she turns back to Ravnus, and Ravnus just fucking, like, pushes it through her chest, um, and the sword comes out the other side as she dies. Yeah. She's, like, recoiling from the from the owlbear hits, and here's you coming in time to look just in time to get impaled. She uh, immediately spits up blood, and as you pull the sword out, she kind of drops to her knees, and Agnes clamps her beak down over her shoulder and just flings this Duragar yes. off the side of the ship. <laughs> Go, Agnes. And then the last remaining bandit that isn't hypnotized is going to throw down his weapon. Ching, ching, ching. Looking good. And you see two tiny owlbears clamber their way over the side of the, the ship as well. 
<laughs> oh, babies. I immediately go over to Ollie and Willard and just start petting them. And, oh, my boys, my boys. <laughs> <laughs> they nuzzle you. All right. Oh. It's at that point you hear a voice coming from some invisible person nearby. Um, I think you guys need to come look at this down here. Uh-oh. Ravness? Uh, I mean, this is your call. I think we should go. We should finish this. Cliff, you're a main well, cast was- member now. <laughs> Yay. Come back next time. Why do you want to be a hero? Yeah, she's gonna sort of like uh, drop down out of the sky and try to kick him, like, you know, square in the chest. Look, I don't know what you're fucking trying to do here, but I don't make deals with enemies who put grenades in a box like they're the $5 movie bin. Release, Miss Terry. Or you all will be the ones that are extinct. I don't know if I can have an honest conversation with Royale as a corgi. You're right, it's fucking not funny. I mean, literally no one would find this funny. Remix, use the dragon filter that would make it funny. It's just like man standing emoji. Just T-posing in the corner. <laughs> Who is your contact? Benchmark. Who? Hey, I just need Buzz Nest for like one minute and then you guys can go back to whatever you were doing. Check out season two of Cape Chronicles starting Wednesday, October 5th, every first and third Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. File folders contain important information. Thunder crackles against a cloud-covered night, backlighting an ever-growing tower that pulsates and squirms. The stench of thick, dead blood from the rotting ground beneath your feet screams with the pain of every weapon rended from the grisly warriors who've met their end here. The earth quakes again as a deafening roar echoes from the slick meat tower in front of you. She calls. She is waiting. You see and hear this terrible, like, cracking of bone and rending of flesh as his form just sort of shifts and twists. Uh, maybe he's, like, juggling or something. Maybe he's found some, like, dismembered, um, body parts and he's, he's using that as a distraction. Galgenbeck, what a nice city. The rotten flesh doesn't stink quite as much there. Rejoice! The fall of humanity comes. But has all of the sickness been for nothing? Find out on Fables Around the Table, she. Hey, I'm Saker. And I'm Evan. And our podcast is It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Hey, what's that podcast about, Ev? So, do you know of a band called Bare Naked Ladies? One week. Yeah, yeah, that's one of them. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Do you ever want to learn more about them? Or... Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, well, then this is the podcast for you because we teach you nothing with various guests. Yeah, like uh, like Matt Besser. Holy we shit. Climbed in a second story window and partied in this house where we barely didn't know at all the people that was crazy holy fuck mike mitchell why well, I, I don't know how how like how much you guys really do love bare naked ladies justin mcelroy grab your tongue grab your tongue and i want you to say Our born tongue. on a pirate ship
Bum on the pile of You were born on a pile of shit and many more. So check it out. But also, if you don't like barenaked ladies, we talk about them probably like a third of the time. So. Uh, yes. That's every Tuesday, wherever fine podcasts are sold. We could make a board game about it. ProjectDerailed.com